Welcome to the Danny Picard Show, Thursday, January 18th, 2018. Broadcasting from the Beantown Athletic Studio, Beantown Athletics, Boston's go-to destination for customized screen printing and embroidery. Get more information on their website, beantownathletics.com. Today's show is presented by DraftKings. You can play for free at DraftKings.com or on the DraftKings app by using my promo code PIC. That's P-I-C. Today's show is also presented by Adams Corner Cafe and Butcher Shop. Adams Corner Cafe and Butcher Shop is a staple in Boston, so stop in today on Adams Corner in Dorchester and let Jeannie and Gordon take care of you for breakfast, lunch, or dinner. Whether you're stocking your fridge or filling your stomach by eating in their cafe, everything at Adams Corner Cafe and Butcher Shop is made to order with the freshest ingredients. And with the Super Bowl upon us, this is the only place you should be going to get your food for your Super Bowl party. Check out their entire menu right now, AdamsCornerCafeAndButcher.com. That's AdamsCornerCafeAndButcher.com. And when you do stop in, make sure you tell them, I sent you. Welcome to the show on this Thursday, January 18th. And I'm not going to lie to you, I'm not doing good. I'm not doing good. I am panicking. I don't know about you, but me... I am sitting here panicking, and the reason why I'm panicking is because for the last hour, I've been sitting here inside of my Beantown Athletic Studio before I hit record for this podcast today, and I have been zooming in on a picture of Tom Brady's right hand. I've been doing this for an hour, and I'm probably overanalyzing everything here. I'm probably overanalyzing everything I see when I do zoom in on a picture of Tom Brady's right hand, but when I zoom in, all I can see is a splint under Tom Brady's right thumb. That's all I can see. Now, you can't actually see it. Again, I'm coming up with, I'm drawing conclusions based on just a picture of Tom Brady at practice today on this Thursday afternoon at Gillette Stadium. And he's in the red practice jersey. He's got the helmet on. He's all bundled up because it's cold out. And he's got a red Under Armour glove on his right hand. And he's looking down on it. And I'm zooming in on it. And I'm trying to figure out what the injury is. And all I can see is, you know, the end of his right thumb, where it's usually rounded off, it's not. It's sort of a a, a square. And all I can think is, there's a splint under the red Under Armour glove, under that right thumb, on his throwing hand. He's at practice today, but for the second straight day, he cancels his media availability. They are saying now that Brady is going to talk to the media tomorrow on Friday. Now, coming into the week, Brady was scheduled to talk both Wednesday and Thursday, both yesterday and today. Yesterday, they canceled it because they said he had to see the medical staff after practice, and that was the first that we've heard of that, right? So the timetable is... The the timetable is... is kind of long for all the things that we've heard the last 24 hours about Brady's dumps. And it's another reason why I'm panicking about it, even though they're saying no structural damage, but then it's like, well, he had to have an x-ray on it. So that means it's not perfect. It it felt bad enough where they had an x-ray and uh, all right, they say no structural damage. And they say that he's going to play on Sunday. But then I see this picture of him at practice today. And it looks like there's a splint under his glove. What am I supposed to think about that? It's his throwing hand. There are a lot of things that happen that I look at reasonably, and I like to take a real-life viewpoint on. And 
there's a lot of times that you come to me and I'm, I, I try to be the voice of reason. I try to be completely honest. Um, I try to use common sense. I try to put myself in other people's shoes and say, well, wait a minute. What would my emotions be if this happened to me? How would I react if this happened to me? I, I like to do that a lot. But um, when it comes to talk, there's one thing that I'm not so sure. I, and I and this, this is me being honest. There's one thing in, in the world of sports that if it happens, I, I, I take a, I take a viewpoint and, and I might exaggerate or I might overanalyze or I might, you know, panic and, and take a worst case scenario approach approach to it only because (laughs) it sounds crazy only because I care so much about it. And that one thing, that one thing is Tom Brady, whenever he gets hit, when Brady gets hit in a game, like, you know, they show the quarterback throw the football and you see a guy running at him and you, and obviously the camera pans away from the quarterback and it follows where the ball's thrown and it follows the receiver, uh, to, you know, whoever's catching the ball, wherever that ball's going. And, and for like two, three seconds, the camera is not on Tom Brady. And it's, it's in those two to three seconds where I cringe and I think worst case scenario and I say to myself, oh no, Tom just got hit. Tom just got hit. Tom just got hit. Please show the camera and, and, and let it be known that he's okay. You know, give us some type of video footage that he's getting up off the ground and he's got a smile on his face and everything's going to be all right with Tom Brady. Please don't let the hit have been to his knee. Please don't let his right hand have been caught up in anything in an awkward position to the point where we all of a sudden have to go to a different quarterback the rest of the game and the rest of the season. Please don't let Tom Brady be hurt. If there's one thing that I just cannot stomach to the point where I'll be honest with you, I don't know that I can give a reasonable thought on if there's one thing that is, it's Tom Brady taking a hit or Tom, a possible Tom Brady injury. I have, a, I have a tough time dealing with that. Now, if it's just Tom Brady's name on the injury report, that's one thing. We've seen Tom Brady's name on the injury report a lot. I, t- look, if you want to just look at the, the Patriots injury report and you want to try to react to that or try to analyze that, good luck. I don't think you can do it. Uh, because I actually don't think the Patriots are all that honest about their own injury report. Patriots play the game, right? They they do, I think a lot of teams, probably most teams in this league, stretch the boundaries of the rules. And when it comes to the injury report stuff, you know, and I don't think the Patriots are the only team that does this. I think a lot of teams do it, but I think the Patriots, they might be better at it than everybody else. Maybe stretching the truth of the injury report a little bit. I, I don't have enough time or energy to sit here and analyze strictly just what it says in a Patriots injury report. But when we, when, when you see this with Tom Brady, you see a glove, you heard about uh, it, there was a handoff on Wednesday at practice, a player ran into him, there was a collision, there was an x-ray, there was an x-ray, right? What am I supposed to think when I see this picture of him today and I keep zooming in and I look at the tip of his thumb and it doesn't look rounded. It looks like there's a splint under there. The AFC Championship is on Sunday. If the guy can't throw the football without a splint, we got problems. We got problems. It's as simple as that. The Patriots will have serious problems. And I'm not going to go... Look, 
Don't feed me Jimmy. Oh, if Jimmy Garoppolo was here. You know my thoughts on Garoppolo. You couldn't, they couldn't keep him. They had to choose one or the other, and they made the right choice. That said, this, I mean, it could, I, did it have to be the right thumb? Did it have to be the throwing hand? Couldn't it have been the left thumb? Like, if it's the left thumb, we're fine. It's not even an issue. I'm like, oh, Brady looks like maybe he's got a splint under his under his left thumb. Uh, he's got a glove on it. Who cares? He's playing Sunday. He throws with his right. The Patriots will be fine. Here we are now. I've been sitting here for a fucking hour looking at Tom Brady. Here's the funniest part about it. I've been looking at a picture of Tom Brady looking at his hand. Like, like so, and there's somebody else who's talking to Brian Hoyer. He's got Hoyer next to him. Hoyer. Hoyer's actually, it's, see, this might be the most concerning part, is that Hoyer is looking at his own right hand, and he's pointing at the sort of the inside of his thumb. It's like Brady and Hoyer are having a conversation about the pain in their right thumb. And Hoyer's like, well, you know, I can do this with my thumb. I can bend it a little bit. And Brady's just sort of looking down at his, and he's like, well, I got this fucking splint under the glove. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm panicking. I'm not doing good right now. It's not good. It's not good for the Patriots. It's not good for Tom Brady. It's not good for me. Uh, this is a good Jacksonville Jaguars team. This is one of the best defenses in football that they're going to be going up against. I don't put any stock into the idea that Blake Bortles is going to come into Gillette Stadium and have a great game. And before I saw this Brady injury, all this stuff with his right hand, you know, I was telling you that, Blake Bortles is going to have to have the game of his life to go into Gillette Stadium and win this game on Sunday and beat the Patriots, right? Because I think the Patriots' strategy is going to be quite simple. I mean, it's common sense. You do not let Leonard Fournette run on you. You suffocate the run game. You suffocate Leonard Fournette. You do not let Leonard Fournette get the big run or make that big break where he's getting the 80-odd touchdown run, much like Ray Rice a couple of years ago. Right when Baltimore came to Gillette Stadium, I was at, I was in the building for that game. I was covering the team that year, and I mean, you could hear a pin drop in the stadium. That's the type of play. That's the type of big play that will change the game. That's the type of big play that will end the Patriots' season. If you're Bill Belichick, you cannot let Leonard Fournette bust up the middle for a big run like that. You have to suffocate the run, and that needs to be your number one priority defensively Sunday in the AFC Championship. Do not let Leonard Fournette have a big day, or at least don't let him have a big first half. And I said that because I, I felt comfortable... Tom Brady and the Patriots are going to put up some points. Look, if if the Steelers put up 42, you saw some other teams put up some points on Jacksonville. I know they're one of the top defenses in the league, but Brady's the best quarterback. The Patriots, you saw what they did to Tennessee last week. They're at home. Uh, it's not supposed to be a freezing cold night. It's supposed to be close to 50 degrees here in New England. And, um, you know, that's that's going to be something that, we should keep an eye out for too, but if that forecast changes at all, because the colder it gets, obviously, the colder it's projected to be, the worse it'll be for Tom Brady and that right hand injury that he currently has. That we're trying to figure out what exactly it is. But um, before I heard about this injury, you know, I was telling you, hey, the Patriots, you know, a nine point favorite at home, if they can just suffocate the run and tell Blake Bortles. Listen, you're going to have to beat us. If you're going to win, Blake Bortles is going to have, you're going to have to have the game of your life. 
they're going to have to call this the Blake Bortles game when this is all said and done if you want to have a chance to come to Gillette Stadium and beat us, right? That's what I was saying the Patriots' mindset should be. Now it's like, well, if Brady can't throw the football because he's got a, a splint on his right thumb, which I, I don't know if he's going to have at game time, and to be quite honest with you, I don't know if he actually has it right now. But that's where we're at. Um, I don't, I don't like to overreact to things. I just, I don't, I don't have a good feeling about this one. I don't have a good feeling about this one. I don't have a good feeling about the Tom Brady hand injury and it's his throwing hand. And maybe he could be in a situation if, if it is worst case scenario and, and you know, it's a bad enough injury where he, you know, he, he didn't need a splint this week and you know, he's not going to have a great grip on the football. You know, maybe he can go out Sunday and he can have a dump-off game, right? And he can dump it off, dump it off, dump it off. Um, you know, that that's worst-case scenario. He's not going to miss the game. It, it's just if Tom Brady's going to play, <laughs> it is not ideal to have your quarterback with a thumb injury, a serious thumb injury on your throwing hand. It's not ideal. And if he has that, if it is serious, then it's not good news for the Patriots. Is there a possibility here that, you know, how I said the Patriots play the game with the injury report and they don't necessarily tell the whole truth with all their injuries? Is there a possibility that they're playing the game right now? And maybe they want Jacksonville to to come into the game going, listen, Brady's hurt. He's not going to throw deep. We have to make sure we stop Deion Lewis and James White and their running back group out of the backfield. We need to focus on them. And, you know, Brady, first play of the game, play action, goes deep <laughs> to Danny Amendola or Brandon Cooks. I mean, is that a possibility? I'll tell you, sure. I, it's a possibility. I'm just telling you I got a bad feeling about this one. I'm having a, I got a bad feeling about it. And it's the picture. It's the idea that he had to go get an x-ray. It's the fact that I usually overreact to the potential of a Tom Brady injury anyways. So um, you should take that in consideration when you're listening to this podcast today as I overreact, possibly overreact. Maybe it's not an overreaction. We're going to find out Sunday. We'll find out Sunday. And that's why I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm just now anxious to, to, to get to it, to get to Sunday and to see how this thing plays out. As of now, you know, I don't have any other updates. Nobody else has given any other updates. It is Thursday afternoon. The Patriots have finished practice. Tom Brady is not going to speak again today for the second straight day. He is now rescheduled to speak on Friday, tomorrow. We'll see if he even does that. Um, And you know what? He might come out to the podium, have nothing on his hand, and tell everybody he's fine. And we still might not know the extent of this right-hand injury until we see the game on Sunday against the Jacksonville Jaguars. And now that I sit here and think about my picks, picks, picks with the spread for conference championship weekend, my original pick was, well, should I, should I give the picks now? Do you want picks, picks right now instead of waiting until the end of the show? Should we do it now? Look, I feel like this show is all out of whack because if Tom Brady has a hand injury to his throwing hand, then that means the Patriots will be all out of whack on Sunday. And if the Patriots are all out of whack, then that affects my picks 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 and I'm trying to finish this season on a strong note so uh we might as well just do it now but the question I have is you know do I stick with what I got 
you know, I already made my picks. I made my picks before we learned about this Brady injury. But really, when we talk about the Brady injury, what do we know? What have we really learned? It's a confusing time right now, and I'm panicking, but I gotta make the picks anyway, so here's what I'm gonna do. Glass half full. I'm gonna give you the picks that I had before we even knew about the Brady injury, and we'll just hope for the best. How's that? Because really, that's all we got. Hope. Hope is the greatest thing in the world, and if you're a Patriots fan like myself, then all we can do right now is hope that Tom Brady's throw and handle be just fine on Sunday at 3 o'clock, and that's what my mindset was when I made my picks, so uh, I might as well give them to you with that mindset. So what are we waiting for? Let's get to it. My record on the football year is 46, 42, and 5. 46 wins, 42 losses, and 5 pushes. I went 1-2-1 one, and one in the divisional round last weekend. I went 2-2 two and two in the wild card round the weekend before that. But this is conference championship weekend, so... Hit the music. Picks, picks for conference championship weekend presented by the Dorchester Group. The Dorchester Group is a full-service real estate agency specializing in the sale of properties in the Boston area. What can they do for you? Well, the Dorchester Group assists individuals who currently own property, helping them come up with the best strategy to manage, improve, or dispose of it. They're here to help you maximize your return and protect you against developers who are looking to take advantage of your valuable property. So do yourself a favor and put somebody from the neighborhood in your corner right now. Call the Dorchester Group today at 617-869-4464. That's 617-869-4464. Maximize your return today with the Dorchester Group. And before I go any further, stop the music. Stop the fucking music right now. There is breaking news. I'm reading this on Twitter. I refresh Twitter throughout the show and on Twitter right now. And I'm pulling up, I'm pulling up my email right now because I get the Patriots injury reports as I'm recording this right now, breaking news. Look, we saw the pictures of Tom Brady out at practice. Now the media only gets to go out there for the first 10, 15 minutes of practice. And most of the time, all they get to see is stretching or light jogging and, you know, the team just getting warmed up. But according to the Patriots injury report that has just been released literally moments ago, I just saw it on Twitter as I'm recording this, and now it's not a sick joke. I'm pulling it up on my phone. Tom Brady did not participate in practice today, according to the Patriots injury report. Tom Brady did not participate in practice today. On this Thursday, January 18th, just days before the AFC Championship. Uh, Does this confirm that that is actually a splint on his right thumb? Does it? Tom Brady didn't participate. He was out there in the field. He had the helmet on. We have the pictures to prove it. He was talking to Brian Hoyer. They were looking at each other's hands. He was... Looking at his right hand, at his thumb, it looks like there's a splint under that underarmor glove. And and now they send out the injury report and they tell us Brady didn't practice? He didn't participate? What does that mean? Does that mean he can't throw the football? Tom Brady didn't practice today? I get it. If Brady didn't practice all week long and they just threw him on the center... Sunday against the Jaguars, given all the film that they watch, given the fact that Brady 
you know, again, is the MVP, is the greatest of all time. The trust that he already has built with his current receiving core and his offensive linemen, I get it. He doesn't have to practice all week. They could throw him into the game, and I would still pick the Patriots to win, and I'd still predict that he would have a pretty good game. I understand that, but I just kind of feel like Tom Brady, if he could practice, he would. Like, I... It's easy for me to say, well, Brady doesn't have to practice, and even if he didn't practice, he'd be just fine. It's easy for me to say. Tom Brady is somebody that I feel like if he could practice, he'd be out there practicing. If he could throw the football, he'd be out there practicing. No? No? So this kind of tells me he can't throw the football. And 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 the panic button, that... You know, I've been sort of dancing around here for the first 20 minutes of this show. I just smashed the fucking thing. All right? Smashed. Panic button is smashed. Panic button is smashed. All right? And um, what, what can you say? Other than the fact that the worst fear is that Brady did something serious. All right, they're saying no structural damage on the x-ray. But if that is a splint under his glove... That's not good. And if he can't practice, that's telling me that Brady can't throw the football. And if Brady can't throw the football, <laughs> then, then, then what are we going with Hoya? The Patriots going with Brian Hoya? Oh, shit. This is not good. This is, I mean, I can't think of any worse news with the Patriots right now. Can you? Can you think of what I know that we could try to go glass half full and say, well, it's possible that Brady's did just taking it easy with him because at the end of the day, he doesn't really need to practice and he could be fine on Sunday. I guess that's still possible, but you know, what would be better than this is if we didn't have the story at all. And Brady just practiced all week normally and was was completely fine. Again, I keep reverting back to this picture that I can't stop looking at, and I'm looking at it again now, and knowing this news that Brady did not participate, see, at least earlier when I was looking at this picture, I'm thinking, well, he was out there, that means he practiced. But now we're hearing that he didn't practice. And if he didn't practice, I go back to this picture, and I go back to how that right thumb looks, and that looks like a splint. It looks like a fucking splint. Fuck! Uh, and I'm uh, it's already on Twitter. Oh, the Jimmy Garoppolo. Shut the fuck up with that. The Jimmy Garoppolo stuff. Really? I mean, and you can predict who's saying it. I don't even need to tell you. You can predict. You could predict. Like, oh, you, you, you think that's a good, you think that's like a a unique tweet? <laughs> like, honestly, you cover the NFL. You're going to tweet out right now about Jimmy Garoppolo. Fuck you. That's what you're going to do? Your first move after Brady misses practice on Thursday is wearing a glove on his hand, suffered an injury in practice on Wednesday. Your first move as an NFL reporter is to tweet about Jimmy Garoppolo and how this just goes to show that the Patriots shouldn't have traded him. That's your first move as an NFL insider? An NFL reporter? Fuck you! That's a terrible tweet. You should be kicked off Twitter for that. I'm not going to say you should lose your job because I don't want to, I, I don't want you to lose your job. 
but for Christ's sakes, I don't fucking really have one. <laughs> Full time, that is. You know, they call me Danny Freelance. But, I mean, if I was an NFL reporter full-time, and I'm not even telling you I want to be, because I don't, but if I was, I can tell you what my my first tweet after hearing this Brady news wouldn't be. It wouldn't be, up. Oh, they shouldn't have traded, see? Perfect example of why they shouldn't have traded Garoppolo. Fuck you. You know the people who are tweeting this. You know the people who are saying this. I can't even imagine... I can't even imagine what Felger and Maz is saying right now. The bullshit that's coming out of their mouth. Oh, shit. I can't even imagine. Can't even imagine. Um, <laughs> but they're getting what they want. They're probably getting ratings out of it because people are fired up. And uh, uh, where do we go? Where do you go? Where do I go with my picks? Again, I'm looking at the spread right now. Even the spread is changing. Now the Patriots, they go from being a nine-point favorite to a seven-and-a-half-point favorite. From nine, from minus nine to minus seven-and-a-half. All right. Let's get to the picks. Let's do it. Hit the music again. Hit Hit the fucking music again. Picks, picks presented by the Dorchester Group. I already gave it the fucking read. Let's do it. Patriots minus seven and a half. That's what we're doing. We're going with it. Minus seven and a half. Hope, like I told you, is the greatest thing in the world. And the hope is that maybe Brady is just trying to rest up a couple extra days. And he can get out there Sunday at three o'clock. And if that's the case, I still think the Jaguars are going to lose this game because the Patriots' game plan defensively, it has to be one thing and one thing only. Suffocate the run. Do not let Leonard Fournette have the big game. Don't don't let him get that big run up the middle like Ray Rice a couple years ago at Gillette when you played the Baltimore Ravens. Don't let Fournette have that type of day. Suffocate the run. You know, say, listen... Blake Bortles, you're going to beat us with your arm. You're going to have to beat us with your arm. And I don't think Blake Bortles can do that. I just don't. I think the numbers show it. And I think if you've watched the guy all year long, he's trash. He's not a good quarterback. Don't give me this, oh, he went into Pittsburgh and helped them win. Well, Leonard Fournette, what do you have, three touchdowns in that game? He ran for three touchdowns. All right, Bortles made a couple big plays in that one to either keep drives alive. I Look, I or keep the momentum. I get it. Bortles wasn't awful. It was better than it was in the Wilds got round against Buffalo because it was horrible, the Wilds got round against Buffalo. But think about Bortles and this Jaguars offense. For two straight weeks, they only scored 10 points. Week 17 against the Tennessee Titans. They lost to the Titans 15-10. And then they beat the Bills the week after that in the Wilds got round 10-3. So, just... How good is this Jaguars team? I think that what the Jaguars did in Pittsburgh in a divisional round, I think that says more about Pittsburgh's defense, some of the injuries they had, some of the losses they had. I mean, I think that says more about Pittsburgh's D than it does Jacksonville's offense, certainly than it does Blake Bortles. I don't think Bortles is a good quarterback at all, and I do not think he can come into Gillette Stadium and beat Bill Belichick and Matt Patricia. I just don't think he can do it. So uh, if you're the Patriots, your strategy, take Fournette out of the game, put the ball in Blake Bortles' hands, 
and 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 hope that Tom hope and pray that Tom Brady can play on Sunday and can throw the football even if it's just little dump offs to Jimmy White. Patriots should still win, and because they're at home, I would think that they should still cover. We'll go with the minus seven and a half because that's what the spread is right now. That's the curveball that we've been thrown, that I've been thrown with picks, picks today. New England minus seven and a half over the Jaguars in the AFC Championship. And then the NFC Championship, the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm taking a plus three at home against the Minnesota Vikings. The Vikings are the number two seed, but they are lucky to be in this game. They shouldn't be in this game. This should be the New Orleans Saints. We should be looking back at Drew Brees to Willie Sneed on fourth and ten on the sideline that put the Saints in field goal position to kick the game-winning field goal. Instead, we're talking about a, a guy in the secondary for the Saints that just, what, who, Marcus Williams, is that his name? Just completely blew it. Just the, the worst non-tackle maybe in NFL history and uh because of that play Diggs runs it in for the touchdown and the Vikings win you could tell by their reaction they didn't even they didn't even think they'd win that game they thought that game was over Minnesota's lucky to be in this game they're going on the road and Philadelphia we can knock Nick Foles all we want and look if it's the Eagles Patriots in the Super Bowl which I I predicted to be at this point then I'll be knocking Nick Foles for the next two weeks, okay? But in this game against this Vikings team, because it's in Philadelphia, man, I just think that Philly is going to find a way to squeeze out a close one, and they're they're an underdog again. I mean, for the second straight game in their own building, because they don't have Carson Wentz, they're an underdog as a one seed. I think they're playing the disrespect card. I think they're using it to their advantage, and I think they have a good enough defense in their own building to go along with a run game that if, if Ajayi and Blunt can just hold on to the football, don't fumble the football, and Foles doesn't throw any interceptions, that's the key for Foles. You don't got to throw for 300 yards and three TDs, but just don't throw the big pick in the big spot, and the Eagles, I think, should be able to squeeze out a win at home against this Vikings team. I am taking Philadelphia plus three. So, picks, picks for the conference championship weekend. Two games with the spread. I have New England minus nine and Philadelphia plus three picks, picks presented by the Dorchester Group. I'll give you the read, but I threw my papers across the room, so I'm not going to go get them. But I do know that if you call the Dorchester Group right now, I gave it a phone number at the beginning of Picks Picks, then uh, they will be able to help you maximize your return. It's time to put somebody from the neighborhood in your corner called the Dorchester Group today. So <laughs> those are my picks. This show is out, this show is out of control. I- I I shouldn't apologize. I was going to apologize, but I shouldn't. It's not my fault. It's not my fault it's out of control. You know whose fault it is? Whoever ran into Tom Brady at practice. They're saying it's a handoff? Was it a handoff? We don't know anything. That's the worst part about it. We really don't know anything. The, The Patriots could be making this up. Because as I told you to analyze, the injury report is a little crazy, but... Uh, there's just been too many reports on the Brady injury for me to think they're making this up. And it's just too late in the season, and Brady's too much of a competitor for me to think that he would just sit out of goddamn practice before the AFC Championship game. If he could throw the football, he'd be fine. And I think he'd practice. But something's telling me he can't throw the football. And that's why I hit the panic button. And um, 
shit. I, you know, I'm, I'm almost speechless. It's a very rare occasion where I, I am almost speechless, but this is one of those occasions. It really is. And, and the last, but the last thing I want to hear about right now or read, see, I don't even want to try to spell Garoppolo's name. Don't even, I, stop, stop with that shit. Okay, stop. Enough. Let's see what happens on Sunday. I have a DraftKings got to have him play for you too, by the way. And you know who it is? It's James White. It was, it fucking was James White. All the, now all my picks, I don't know. I'll just stick with him. James White, 4,900 bucks. You could, could you really get nuts and pick Hoyer right now? Put, put Brian Hoyer? He's probably pretty cheap. What is he? I'd have to go look it up. Uh, I threw my phone across the room too. So that, that's not good. Uh, everything's on the other side of the room on the ground. So I, at least my computer isn't because I need the computer to record this podcast. We need the computers to, to be in front of us. So uh, James White, 4900 bucks. This seems to be his time of year. He had 20 points last week in the divisional round against Tennessee. Also, the Jaguars' defense, as good as they are, they rank 29th against running backs. So, give me Jimmy White. Give me James White. It's his time of year. 4900 bucks. That's my DraftKings. Got to have him play for Sunday. And again, a reminder, use my promo code PICK. That's P-I-C to play for free with the first deposit at DraftKings.com or on the DraftKings app. And it's not just football. I know a lot of people who put in golf lineups. You pick six golfers. Uh, it's almost golf season, almost major season. So um, you can play for free with a golf lineup. Same thing with Major League Baseball when they start, NHL, NBA, you name it. Also NFL this weekend for conference championship weekend. So those are my thoughts on the NFL and the AFC and NFC championships. I'll be back on Monday to react to it all. But um, I have a couple other thoughts that I want to call. See, now I just don't even want to do it. Now I just, I, what other thoughts matter? <laughs> what other thoughts matter than, than what's going on with Tom Brady's throwing hand days before the AFC championship? What other thoughts matter? So we'll go through it quick. Isaiah Thomas is back in the news because he tweeted that the Celtics should no longer give him a video tribute on Paul Pierce night. Then you got Jalen Rose on the ESPN NBA show. Was it NBA countdown? Is that what it is? I don't even know. Jalen Rose calls Paul Pierce petty to his face. I don't think Pierce liked that too much. Then IT, Isaiah Thomas, liked the video of Jalen Rose calling Pierce petty. What, did he like it on Instagram or Twitter? I don't know. It's just drama that is just so stupid. You know what, though? It could have easily been avoided. You know how? Well, obviously, if Isaiah Thomas just didn't say anything about the original video tribute and just accepted it while he was on the bench the first time he came to Boston. But this could have been avoided also if the Celtics just, you know, they they heard what IT had to say the first time and they said, tough shit, you're getting it. Because the next night is Paul Pierce night. Like, the Celtics did not help matters here. Like, in fact, I think the Celtics might be the most to blame. This is an easy solution. If you're the Celtics and a player comes up to you and tries to dictate the terms of his own tribute video that you're going to give to him. And and the only other time you can give it is on the same night during the same game that you're going to retire Paul Pierce's number. This is an easy fix if you're the Celtics. You say to Isaiah Thomas, I understand your concerns because you're not playing and your family's not here, but tough shit. Like, 
we're giving you a tribute video. It's going to be a two-minute clip during a TV timeout. And the fans are going to give you a standing ovation. And then it's over. That's it. You're not getting your number retired. It's only one tribute, one ovation. That's it. And we're going to do it the first time you come. Because the next time, it's Paul Pierce night. And we're not going to give you a tribute on that night. That's not fair to Paul. Like, the Celtics could have easily done that. But yet, they decided to listen to Isaiah Thomas and say, ah, you know what, yeah, we'll hold off on the tribute video. And that screwed everything up. And in the process, now we have to listen to all the bitching and moaning from both sides. It's the stupidest drama that I've ever seen in the history of professional sports. But, you know, if I were Paul Pierce, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want Isaiah Thomas to get any tributes on my night either. The Celtics, they could have figured this out, and they didn't. They dro- the Celtics dropped the ball. Isaiah Thomas, I think, was being petty more than Paul Pierce is. And the Celtics could have responded to that by saying, tough shit, we're going to play a video tribute when we want to play it, and we're going to play it the first time you come, even if you're not playing, even if your family's not here. Isaiah Thomas obviously has gone through some tough times with his family. He played through tough times with his family with the Celtics. Everybody understands that. Everybody appreciates that. Everybody loves him for that. Or if you do love him, that's what you love him for. If you loved him when he was here, that's what you loved him for. Okay? Everybody appreciates that. But, you know, when it comes to a tribute video, like, I just think Isaiah Thomas wanted to make it bigger than it actually was. And the Celtics should have just given it to him the first time. But they didn't, so now we have this drama. And now I don't know what they're going to do. What's probably going to happen is Paul Pierce is now going to be, Paul Pierce is basically going to be forced to come out and say, you know what, it's okay if you give him something during the first quarter. You know what, play the Isaiah Thomas video. He's going to have to do that. It's unfortunate, but that's probably what's going to happen. That's probably what what is going to happen now. But the Celtics, they could have squashed this whole thing a long time ago. Um, And speaking of video tributes, Claude Julien, Montreal Canadiens coach, former Bruins coach, Julien got a tribute video on Wednesday night, last night. Nice moment. Stand an ovation. You know, I know the players didn't like him. Uh, I told you the players didn't like him back in 2010, the year before they won the cup. They didn't. That's what I was told. And uh, they still won a cup with him. So you got to acknowledge that. Claude Julien, I bought into to defense wins championships. I did in the NHL because of Claude Julien. I didn't always think that. I always wanted the stud offensive player. But, you know, let, let's be fair to, to Claude and his style and his system. Whether you liked it or not, whether it was flashy to you or not, it helped the Bruins win a championship, win a Stanley Cup. And, I mean, when's the next time they'll win a cup? I know they're playing great right now, but is that going to guarantee you a Stanley Cup? No. No. It's the toughest trophy to win in sports. And uh, it's still a long season. So, Claude Julien deserves the ovation, deserved the tribute video. He got it. It was a nice ovation. And I don't know how you should have any beef with it. By the way, Bruins beat Montreal 4-1. to Bruins not really on the... At, at the forefront of discussion here in this town because of all the Patriots stuff, and the, especially now with the Tom Brady hand injury heading into the AFC Championship. Uh, we also have our eye on the Red Sox offseason. The Red Sox, quick thought here, they have reportedly offered J.D. Martinez five years, a five-year deal 
at a total of $100 million, which is $20 million a year. So they've offered Martinez this contract. Right now, there's really no spot for him. So they'd have to make room. Would they not? They'd have to make room. They brought back Mitch Morland. You know, they'd have to make room by either trading Hanley or trading an outfielder. And uh, I don't know where they go there. I mean, we heard the Jackie Bradley Jr. rumors earlier in the offseason, but I don't know if that's the result. Now, you also got to ask, is J.D. Martinez even realistically going to sign a five-year, $100 million deal? He wants more than this. He said he's going to hold out maybe even until spring training, maybe even into spring training. We'll see. This offer, though, by the Red Sox, knowing what J.D. Martinez wants, I think they lowball for a reason. I think, I don't know if they're trying to set a market for him, but I think they know that they'd have to make room for J.D. Martinez, but they also look at Martinez and say, well, listen, we could use a bat like that in our lineup. So what we'll do is we'll come up with a number. What do we think is a fair number for us to give him? Well, obviously that number they think is $20 million a year. And they say, we'll offer it. And hey, if, he li- if we do set the market and for him and he likes it and nobody wants to give him more, then, you know, we get a, we get a steal. And then we'll, we'll, you know, it's a good problem to have to have too many guys. We'll figure something out. Uh, but if he doesn't, then, you know, at least we can say we threw out an offer. It's worth a shot. I think that's probably the way the Red Sox are looking at it. I mean, you, you won't know if he'll accept it or if anybody will give more than that until you make the offer. And the Red Sox have at least made an offer. I don't think Martinez is going to accept it. I don't think the Red Sox are going to go much higher than that. I think Martinez will end up elsewhere. But I, I think if you know if I had to come up with a reason as to why this was the number and this was the offer and why now, then I'd say... They probably had a number that they won't go over and they might as well dish it out first and make the offer and see what else is out there. You might as well. But there's something else Red Sox related and I tweeted this the other day because this offseason, there have been some trades and I told you last at last year's Major League Baseball trade deadline that the Red Sox should have tried to acquire in a blockbuster deal. They should have went after Garrett Cole, Andrew McCutcheon, and Josh Harrison from the Pittsburgh Pirates. Yeah, three guys, I told you, in a blockbuster deal. And a lot of people try to tell me, oh, Danny, Pittsburgh would never trade all of those guys. In fact, they wouldn't even trade two of those three guys. Well, this offseason, the Pirates have traded Garrett Cole to the Houston Astros. They've now traded Andrew McCutcheon to the San Francisco Giants. And also, Josh Harrison sees those things, and he wants out. My proposed trade doesn't look so bad right now, does it? From last year. Well, now you're not getting it. Neither are the Red Sox. So, uh, hey, I I think it's funny that the three guys I wanted the Red Sox to try to acquire in a blockbuster trade, they're no longer available. Well, Harrison might be available, but I think Harrison would be somebody that, bef- that was before Devis really was heavily involved and, and looked like the stud that he is now at the major league level. You know, Harrison was somebody I threw in there. Uh, if if you were the Red Sox, going to try to throw in something extra yourself to, to, just to try to get it done, try to make it work. But uh, Garrett Cole's been traded. McCutcheon been traded. Harrison, who knows? He might get traded now too. But those are some Major League Baseball thoughts. And then finally, I'll close it out with this. I'll close out the week with this. WWE 
Roman Reigns has been accused of getting steroids from a dealer named Richard Rodriguez. Richard Rodriguez is in prison. He did a phone interview. Is it for a documentary on something? Uh, on the wellness, fitness, nutrition program? Wellness, fitness, nutrition. Richard Rodriguez. He's in jail. He does a phone interview. And he throws a couple guys under the bus. Guys that he says he dealt steroids to. Roman Reigns was one of them. Another one was Mark Wahlberg, by the way. I mean, am I shocked by either of these two names? No, I'm not surprised at all. But sticking with the WWE aspect of it, Roman Reigns has actually released a statement. Uh, His statement says, quote, I have never heard of Richard Rodriguez or wellness, fitness, nutrition. I learned from the mistake I made nearly two years ago and paid the penalty for it. Since then, I've passed 11 tests as part of WWE's independent drug testing program. And quote, well, Roman Reigns was suspended two years ago. What was it, a 30-day suspension? And I don't know if anything was really confirmed, but I think a lot of people were saying that that was some type of performance enhancer. And uh, oh, he tested, Roman Reigns tested positive. Well, look, I honestly could care less. I really don't care if Roman Reigns is taking steroids. I don't care that anyone in the WWE is taking steroids. Okay? I don't. Um, But for him to say, oh, you know, the defense that is, well, I passed all my tests. I don't know. I don't know this guy. I passed all my tests. I hate that defense. And I've told you that many times. And the reason why I hate that defense is because Alex Rodriguez who was banned in Major League Baseball, the, the latest ban, the final ban that he had, he was banned because he got caught in, in the ring, right? In the, in, the, in the steroid ring. The guy who was dishing it to him. That's how he got caught. He didn't fail a test. They were saying A-Rod was pupping gummies in the clubhouse and he was timing it perfectly so that if he did have to take a test after a game, it would be out of his system and he would pass the test. So you can't tell me that you passed all the tests, and that's why I should believe you. That is an insult to our intelligence. It is. You're insulting our intelligence. Because I know, and a lot of other people know, that there are masking agents, or there are things that you could take, things that are being cooked up in a lab somewhere, that you're able to pass tests when you take it. That is still a performance enhancer. So for Roman Reigns to come out and be like, I passed all my tests, that kind of tells me that, I can't believe you then, but can't believe you. I actually think he did something. But you know what? I don't even care. I don't even care. I really don't care. All I care about right now in the WWE is, one, the 25th anniversary of Monday Night Raw, which is this coming Monday, which all the old guys are going to be back. It's going to be great. But also, who wins the Royal Rumble? And an interesting thing happened with the Royal Rumble odds. The odds to win the Rumble in two weeks. An interesting thing happened. Oh, not two weeks, a week and a half. Not this Sunday, Sunday after. So the favorite right now to win the Royal Rumble is Shinsuke Nakamura. At least a couple of places that I've gone. He's the favorite. Uh, I'll just name you a handful of favorites, actually. Shinsuke Nakamura, John Cena, Roman Reigns, Braun Strowman. How about this one? Dolph Ziggler is up there. Finn Balor. AJ Styles is there, but he's got a championship match himself. I think that's unrealistic. Um, 
And then how about this name? This is really the biggest story. Daniel Bryan. As of last week, Daniel Bryan was 60, had 66 to 1 odds to win the Royal Rumble. You know who had better odds to win the Royal Rumble last week than Daniel Bryan? You know who had better odds than Daniel Bryan to win the Royal Rumble last week? CM Punk. He's not coming back. At least he's not coming back right now. I've always said this about Punk. Eventually, he will find his way home. Though, an interesting wrinkle now is what New Japan Pro is doing. And, you know, Ring of Honor, New Japan Pro Wrestling, how New Japan's going to come over the United States and, uh, you know, have a little bit more of a footprint in the U.S. All right. Maybe that's an opportunity for Punk to get back into wrestling and avoid the WWE. But I still always think that these guys, these big names, find their way back, even if it's just for one event. I like one WrestleMania match and a dream match for CM Punk. Like I, I, I think that's possible. I do, but I don't think it's right now. I don't think it's going to happen right now. I feel like if it was going to happen right now, we would have heard about it. But the point is, CM Punk had terrible odds to win the Royal Rumble because he's not in WWE. But as of last week, CM Punk had better odds than Daniel Bryan to win the Rumble. And Daniel Bryan's actually, you know, he's part of SmackDown. He doesn't wrestle, but he's part of SmackDown. SmackDown Live. Well, a couple days ago, Daniel Bryan shot up from 66 to 1 odds to win the Rumble to 10 to 1 odds to win the Rumble. He's one of the favorites to win it, which tells me one thing. One, more than anything, I think this guarantees that Obviously, something's been leaked that Daniel Bryan is going to be in the Rumble match. That he's going to be in it. Daniel Bryan's music is going to play. There's going to... this. It might be the biggest pop in the history of the WWE, to be quite honest. And he's going to run down to the ring with the yes, yes, yes. And he's going to jump in there. He's going to be in the Rumble. I think that's, that's what this tells me. Is he going to win it? I don't know. I think there's probably an assumption that if he's in it, why else wouldn't he win it? Right? Or there's a pretty good chance, the odds are pretty good that he might. So that's why they've increased from 66 to 1 to 10 to 1. That's an interesting thing to keep an eye out for. Also, the Women's Royal Rumble, the first ever Women's Royal Rumble, the favorite to win that is Ronda Rousey. She's going to make her WWE debut. Is it a debut, though? She was at WrestleMania, right? She was in the ring with The Rock and Stephanie and, and Triple H. But I guess in an actual match, yeah, it's her debut. Ronda Rousey, the favorite to win the Women's Royal Rumble. But I think the Daniel Bryan news is, has, was the most shocking news to see that he shut up and his odds improved so much so that it gets, you know, the average fan seeing that report going, whoa, wait a minute. What's, so why would that happen? <laughs> Somebody's expecting something from him, whether it's just wrestling the match in the match alone and showing up and wrestling in the Royal Rumble or actually winning it. And wouldn't that be something? Daniel Bryan winning the Royal Rumble, then would he, what would he do? He'd probably go up against AJ Styles, right? Probably. That would be the next match. That would be the WrestleMania match. Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles. That's the main event for you. That's the main event if I've ever seen one at WrestleMania. So, the most disappointing WrestleMania rumor that I've heard is not Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar. I mean, that's sort of been disappointing for a while, though it will be interesting to see if there's any changes to that based on the latest Roman Reigns stuff with that steroid, with those steroid allegations that I just told you. But 
Um, I don't think WWE should change that because, honestly, who do you know would stop watching if it was true? I mean, it probably is true. What, you think the guy's not juicing? You think nobody in the WWE juices? Come on. Don't be foolish. What, if, if it was a fact that they did and they were all failing tests, would you stop watching? I wouldn't. I might watch more of it. They should probably work it into the storyline somewhere for Roman Reigns. It might make his storyline a little bit more interesting going up against Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. For all we know was leaked purposely, Richard Rodriguez is going to show up at WrestleMania in Roman Reigns' corner. I don't know. <laughs> would you put anything past Vinnie Mac? Vince McMahon? I wouldn't. I wouldn't. But the most disappointing rumor I've heard about WrestleMania is John Cena versus The Undertaker. It's just The Undertaker coming back again. I mean, last year he put his hat and his coat and his gloves in the middle of the ring, and that was it. Like, that was it. That's how you leave. He's going to show up now with the Raw 25th anniversary Monday night. He's going to, you know, him and Cena will, Cena will be in the ring. The lights will go out. Undertaker will come out. And they'll do it at WrestleMania. Will be a good match? No, the Undertaker can't possibly be a part of a good match. Can he? <laughs> like, it would have, did have to be some type of special match. You know, unless they did, unless they gave us a casket match. <laughs> right? When's the last time they did a casket match? Was it like Ultimate Warrior? Oh, no, was it, was it Yokozuna? Undertaker? They haven't done one in a while. Uh, and maybe that John Cena officially buries the Undertaker by slamming the casket shut. Maybe that's how it ends. Uh, that, then, then you got something there. But if it's just a regular one-on-one match, Cena, Undertaker, eh. Give me Styles, Daniel Bryan all day. You know what? Even if Shinsuke Nakamura is going to win the Rumble, you give me Shinsuke Nakamura versus AJ Styles. We're talking rematch from... What, Wrestle Kingdom a couple years ago? New Japan? Give me that. That would be something I'd love to see. That is a WrestleMania main event. But we'll see. Uh, I'm going to try to get Justin Barrasso, Sports Illustrated, in here next week. We'll preview the Rumble. I'll get his thoughts on all those things I just talked about. And we'll see what happens with the odds to win the Rumble and what where that goes with Daniel Bryan. So that's what we got today. Can't help but keep thinking about what is going on with Tom Brady's throwing hand. And the next time I talk to you will be Monday, and we'll react to what happens in the Patriots-Jaguars game. But uh, there's a lot of unknowns right now because of Brady's injury. And if you're telling me to put my money, if you told me right now that Brady would not play and that it would be Brian Hoyer, there's no way I would take the Patriots. Uh, if anything, I'd take the points. But the spread would go down, even more than 7.5, I think. I think. Might go, honestly, might go down to five. Might go down to five. I'd I'd still take the points if it was Hoya and not Brady. But we don't know. So it's a tough show to do when you have so much information that you don't know about. Right? It could be so many things. And yet the show must go on, and it will go on Monday. I'll react to the AFC Championship. I'll react to the NFC Championship. I'll go over my picks. Uh, I'll react to anything else that happens in the world of sports. In the meantime, follow me on Twitter, at Danny Picard. Like my Facebook page, facebook.com slash the Danny Picard Show. 
all forms of social media. Get this show whenever you want at dandypicard.com. Also on iTunes, TuneIn, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Podcast One. You name it, they got it. Have a great weekend. Pray that Tom Brady plays. And I'll talk to you Monday. day.